I'm excited kind of for these fights this, this weekend. Um, yeah. And what do you think about the... Well, first off, how's training? Ah, tra- training's been pretty good. I took a little bit of a break because last weekend uh, I was coaching at a fight event for yeah, West Coast. Yeah, hey. Was there a lot of people there? There was. The Muay Thai community showed out. A lot of different gyms came through. Where was this? These are all... This was at the India Community Center in Milpitas. Mm. It, it was put on by West Coast Elite. Shout out to Joe of Rhythmic Catalyst and also to Anthony, Anthony Fightmaker. You could find them both on Instagram. Ooh. And you could fight, you could find West Coast Elite on Instagram as well. They put on Muay Thai shows, kickboxing, and also amateur mixed martial arts. Nice. And I think uh Rhythmic Catalyst is also a partner in promotion with Bellator MMA and Bellator oh, kickboxing. They're almost like a feeder. They they try to act as that. They try uh, to act as that. Joe has a relationship with somebody at Bellator. Man, but in is, any case, when is Bellator going to throw another fucking kickboxing event though? That man, your guess is as good as mine. I got to tell you in the United States, the kick, the market for kickboxing just doesn't seem to be as, as big. Yeah. So maybe there isn't as big a demand. Which is unfortunate because there is a lot of kickboxing talent in oh, the United yeah. States. I think but there's also, more. I think there's more kickboxing in Muay Thai than there are like MMA fighters. In terms of in terms of just like amateur and mm, people coming up, and you know in, what? I might be full of shit too. So you you might be right in the <laughs> sense of in terms of the talent, like mm, really, mm. really in terms of talented kickboxers, yeah, talented. Muay Thai fighters in in the amateur ranks at least there might be a higher volume of that than there are in terms of talented amateur mixed martial arts fighters at least here in the west coast I think I might agree with you on that I think I might agree with you on that so it was it was a it was a great show our fighter Matt Cox he defended his title against a great uh a great opponent Brian Brian uh Brian out of uh, Team TJ Archangel. Whoa, uh, I haven't it was heard a that good, last name in a while. Yeah, yeah, he's a great. He was a good fighter. He's he a good was. Fighter. I actually and, photographed um, him a bunch too. And a really cool guy. They'll probably do a rubber match because this is the second time they fought. Mm-hmm. Matt lost his first fight uh, against Brian, so he won this one. And so hopefully down the line they'll they'll be able to do a third. But I mean, actually, I've been meaning to ask you this part of it. Yeah. Going to these Muay Thai shows is always fun. Mm-hmm. The the community's pretty tight knit. Everyone knows each other, yeah. and so the crowds are, there's high energy, there's high passion. But everyone's also, for the most part, respectful. There's you know you know not a lot of shit talking. Oh. But I don't know. Have you ever been to any uh, combat sports event? And when I say combat sports event, I'll include jujitsu. I'll include freestyle wrestling. Boxing, kickboxing, Muay Thai, martial uh, arts. Have you ever been to any of those events where there was something that happened in the crowd oh, yeah. where it damn near almost shut down the event, or it straight up shut the event down? Yeah, there was a. <laughs> this did, it didn't happen last weekend, but I'm, I've been wondering if you've ever seen something like that. Yeah, there was a. Uh, gosh, there was a Dragon House way, way back when I was photographing. Uh, fights. Actually, you know what? This wasn't a dragon house. I I, I couldn't remember the uh, promotion, but 
it was held downtown somewhere near the pier where there was this big, like almost like glass venue down there near the pier. And um, wait, was, downtown San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. I forget huh. what the fuck the venue was called, but I don't even think it's there anymore because it was such okay. a small place. Um, and I was just there to cover. It was like a hybrid card. It was like a Muay Thai and, an amateur mixed martial arts uh, card. I don't even know who even headlined it. I was just told to go. And I guess two fighters from the opposite uh, parts of the Bay, you know, they ended up fighting and it wasn't a very eventful fight because when you put these, you know, like one or two fight amateurs in the ring together, it's just a mess. (laughs) So, you know, Mm -hmm. both fighters, you know, they had, crowds behind them and they were talking a lot of shit even before the um the actual fight happened and 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 mind you these guys were like the second or third fight on the goddamn card so once the fight was over uh one corner i mean one side didn't believe that the other one won and it was just a a shit talking uh spree where it it actually escalated outside so it didn't shut down the event oh shit it escalated uh, escalated where obviously people from the other from it's just the people it's not even the people that actually fought each other it's no, their it's crowds never, that it's never the people yeah, that fought each know? other it's always their family or friends and i think i even had my wife with me like she was with me just you know like second shooting and she <laughs> felt so uncomfortable she's like this she is what you like, do yeah <laughs> like, no like, this you, is it's you, usually really cool you like but, you like this shit <laughs> i know because she doesn't oh, like sucks. the violence and she doesn't like the you know, the shit talking, but it's just like, eh, you know, but I mean, other than that, so that, I mean, how was the venue? Like, how was the, the event over there at, uh, at the West coast elite? Oh, it was nice. It was held in. So the community center has a bunch of rooms. So people could rent out certain rooms for like, say like wedding receptions, Mm. or you could rent out a room for like a, like a learning annex of some sort. The one that that West Coast Elite had, they were able to rent out basically a mini auditorium slash ballroom. Mm. So it had was and there was an, a number of rows for ringside seats. Everything go? Yeah. And then also a lot of standing room. So everything was cool at this event. But I was at a and it, this one was I was at a Dragon House event. This was years ago <laughs> where uh, in the middle in the middle of the fight, and this is before Dragon House figured out to put up steel barricades oh. um, by ringside. <laughs> so what happened is that if like if you had it in you, it was just easy to just to walk up right up to the cage, even if you didn't have ringside seats, yeah. to walk right up to the cage side, put your hands on the cage and just be crawling up onto it so what happened it was the first round i think it was a light heavyweight fight between these two guys and the fighters themselves again weren't very good but they were actually very respectful to each other it was their families that were not respectful at all so both of these guys their families were right up onto the fence of the cage shaking the cage yelling and then of course they started yelling at each other and then the families got into a fight with each other right next to the fence. It got to the point where the fight stopped in the middle of the first round. And both of the fighters 
climbed up to the top of the cage and they're yelling at their families and friends to calm the fuck down and stop it. You know, the, the oh announcer, God. the announcer was even yelling into the mic that to tell everyone. Fucking to, white dude. Oh, <laughs> uh, I forgot who they had for I this. announcer. I, I forgot he who they cool. had. He was really nice. But he was saying like, you guys have to stop. Otherwise they're going to shut down the event. <laughs> oh. And none of y'all getting paid. <laughs> and so I forgot what happened, but I think what ended up happening is that that fight, that particular fight got canceled. Like yes. they didn't, they didn't shut down the event, it. but that fight got scratched. Fuck <laughs> yeah. Good on them, man. So this shit. it's, it's so I guess they learned their lesson because the next mm. dragon house, and this was at uh Kizar pavilion. Mm. At Kizar, it's to kind of separate the rows and to separate ringside from the cage fence itself. <laughs> yeah, man, that's crazy. But a friend of mine, he was at an MMA event in near Sacramento, where Sacramento, like only halfway through the card some shit went down in the crowd and it was the same thing. It wasn't even between the fighters. It was between the fighters, friends, Bro, and family. There's no a, respect. A whole, oh a whole brawl broke out and it got so bad. The cops were called. And my friend, he said on his way out, he saw SWAT and anti-riot people on the way in. And they had like they had their like rifles like <laughs> locked and loaded. Well, that's Sacramento. It was crazy. Too, it was crazy. But you hear stories like this at a lot of mostly, and I hate to say this, but mostly amateur <laughs> MMA events. Ah, <laughs> you're so. I just I don't understand what's going on. It's the it's, camo. It's the, it's the it's the fucking it's the demographic that camo pulls. I'm just kidding, guys. You guys are. Uh, um, <laughs> But wow. But nationwide, nationwide. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so you can't put it all just on camo. Uh, Have you been watching- when, when, when we say camo, guys, we're talking about the the, the, the company, the, the governing body that sanctions amateur mixed martial arts in California. So hey, they, they do a great job, though, regardless. But they need some new rash cards. Um, did you get to see? Our Filipino brethren, Mr. Magsayo, get, uh, did you see him? I, I don't even know who he fucking fought. Was it a Vargas? There's always a Vargas involved. Oh, you're talking about the boxing yeah, match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't see, I didn't see that. I didn't, I didn't see, see it that. either, but I know that the our Filipino brethren lost, even though he knocked the dude down. But I guess, from what I heard, Magsayo was not busy enough. Just wanted to bring that up. I've been watching the, the <laughs> Ultimate Fighter. Have you been watching the Ultimate Fighter? No, I totally missed that. What happens? Does that still air on it's Wednesday ESPN nights? Plus. It's actually Tuesday. Tuesday nights? Yeah. Okay. It's not even on nighttime either. Like I've it's just been completely out of it. Yeah, I mean it's cool. It's like heavyweights and then like I think straw weights. I think straw weights or flyweights for women. But um, okay. there's one dude representing the Bay whom I've actually photographed. Uh, he's, his name is Eduardo. He he fights out of AKA. Made it to the semis, ended up losing the other night. Obviously, they know the results because they've been out of the goddamn house for so long. But it was cool to know that when they when they put his highlights on there, there was it was the Dragon House ring 
or oh, Dragon House that? Cage. Yeah. Oh, he's fought on a Dragon House yeah. Okay. You can't miss him either. He's a big Latino dude with like bleach hair. That guy is such a monster. Is he well, do you think there'll be more like with the because you know sometimes the UFC yeah, kind of brings yeah. even people who made it to the semifinals yeah, back. If I think I think this guy fighter, or has, they use them as to build some other people up. Yeah, I think this guy has a future. I mean, he ended up losing to Kamara Usman's brother, which is no Oh, you know, okay. There's no fucking shame in that. But um heavyweights, man. I guess you can have any body type as a heavyweight. Yeah. <laughs> and you and you're fine, you know? Like this dude is yeah. huge. Like he's huge. Like he's probably at the limit, six foot three, whatnot. And then versus like say Kamar Usman's brother, who's a fucking action figure, you know. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> but I've been watching it and uh there's one more uh fight on I guess on the women's side, and it's one chick uh she's from like Tenth Planet San Diego or something like that. She's really good. Does she have any striking? She actually does. Okay. But I'm not just, as I'm just good as shit. not as good as like a Joanna Young J Check, but she's I, I didn't think she was gonna make it, but she's you know, she's fighting her way into a final spot. I don't she she knows already if she won or lost because we're gonna find out next Tuesday, but we'll see, man. Ten plus so ten Tuesday, let us head to go. Ten, um next Tuesday is the finals? No, it's actually the last fight on the uh on the show. Oh. On the show, okay. And then the the finals finals would be the week after or something. You know what? That's a good question because there is the... What event is coming up next? There's a... There's... I know that there's a... There's a fight night this weekend and then there's, I think, a pay-per-view coming up. Oh, actually, no. There's another fight night on July 23rd. Blades, Aspinall. There's no fucking way that they're on that card. I'm thinking they're on the... The Pena Nunes too. Oh, they would put the finale fights on the undercard of that pay per view. You know what? I'm actually that doesn't looking, sound I'm right. looking at the card, and they're they are not on on this. So I'm wondering when they when do they actually do the the finals? They they shouldn't wait that long because if I remember back when I used to really watch the show, yeah. they would have the last episode. But they and would then, even they would even have their own show like it was like the ultimate. No, Fire that's finale, what I'm. Right? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like there would be the last show, mm-hmm. and then the the finale would be the following weekend or something, I, and that would be live. Going, and that would usually be live. So I'm kind of curious how they're gonna they would do it, dude. I'm looking at all the events for the rest of the month. They're not even putting them on there. I'm wondering well, when weird. they're. I'm wondering when are they gonna do it. They can't wait that long. Yeah, dude. Because you got to do it while the you got to strike while the iron's hot. Or maybe they're not going to. They're just not announcing it, and it's going to be on one of these future cards. Anyway, for the most part, that's possible. That's possible. The production value that they put in now is amazing. But you know, you know my gripe about music, and they they have shitty music, dude. I hate when they use fucking shitty music in their production. But well. You get, I mean, I wonder what, what it is if, I, you know, I wonder if they, uh, what's, what's that, what's that term when, when they test things out with an audience, pilot. I guess, the, yeah. no, 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 like, a no. uh, not, not like a pilot show, but, uh, what do you, <laughs> there's a term like you say when you, when, when you're trying a new product with some pe- people and then you test it out, right. And mm-hmm. you ask, 
you survey these people. What'd you think of it? Oh, and um, they the give you feedback. You know what I'm? You know? What yeah, I'm, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Show or the editing. What you think of the? Yeah. Forget that. Dang, why don't I know what that is? Yeah, I don't know what the fuck that is either. But in any case, all right, I, I might have to start keeping my an eye on Ultimate Fighter again. Then, <laughs> yeah. how? What in terms of how they? You know, obviously, editing is everything. Yeah. With how they edit the shows, that determines how these fighters, how the coaches are, are um, portrayed. Are, oh shit! I'm, thank you. Oh my god, what's yeah. going on with me this morning? That's okay. The way they're portrayed. How are Nunez and Pene being portrayed as coaches? Well, not to spoil anything, but spoiler alert: um, <laughs> you, you could really tell that. It looks like uh, Amanda. First off, Amanda has a new camp. Like I think she she took yeah that's right that's from right. like I think she took some people from Syndicate as well. Like if I fucking remember correctly, I think I saw John Wood in her in her corner, um, or that might have been Juliana Pena's. I don't know, but there's a lot of familiar faces on the coaching staff. Um, one of the things that. Uh, that Juliana Pena has done this season is she's trying to take the role of like, kind of like the mother figure. You could tell that she, she really cares about, you know, how uh, they perform and how, what happens after and whatnot. And Amanda's kind of like more of a, she's a little bit more relaxed and a little bit more ATT, you know, while Juliana mm. Pena, she screams her fucking head off when she's cornering the people, which I like, man, because that's how you kind of have to be sometimes. Um, but Juliana Pena definitely she's, she's portrayed as 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 like a as kind of like the the alpha, which is kind of crazy. When if you think about it, Amanda Nunez is the alpha. She's the one with more of the wins and more of the notable wins and whatnot. But I mean, it's a good show. I can't wait right. till they put. Um, I don't know. Like I don't know who's going to be the next coaches, but I, I'm hoping it's Khabib and uh, Tony Ferguson. <laughs> Oh, God. I know it's never gonna happen, but I that was supposed to happen back then. I, I don't know. I, right now, where Khabib is in his life. Oh, and by the way, I'm. I my apologies to the champ, Julia Pena. I don't know why I called you Pene. <laughs> Me the, too. The, I called her. Pasta. I called her why, did, why did I call her? She's the champ. I should because know her, there's that I should chick, know how to pronounce her name. That chick Jessica Pena is fighting on the card. Uh, this, oh my uh, this, god! This weekend, I'm getting, I'm getting everything. Sorry, Juliana <laughs> Pena, you're the champ. I should not call you a pasta. Sorry. A pasta. Anyway, but what I was about to say, like you could, with, where Khabib is in his life right now, you cannot get him to live in Vegas for five yeah. weeks to film that show. There's not enough money you no, can pay him. No. And he doesn't need it. You don't. <laughs> he already has all the and notoriety that's what, six, he wants. Six, eight weeks, I think. Of, yeah. Like, and you got to, you got to live out there. Yeah. yeah. That's it. But fuck that. Yeah. You know, so. That's not happening. And I bet you like, I, I bet you, even now in his career, career Tony Ferguson wouldn't want to do that. He's you'd have to. He's been calling for to, it. I guess, man. I don't think. Uh, I yeah, think has he's he? been calling. Has he really he's been, been calling for it? But he knows that Khabib's not going to fight. He just wants to coach. You probably would. You would probably have to throw Tony a bag too. Oh yeah. To get him to really, 
Yeah. Do it. And he he you know he'd ask he could ask for it too because he would know that Khabib would demand a lot of money as well. Yeah, for sure. Khabib, but but, th- hey, but thank you for yeah, but thanks for letting me know what's going on with Ultimate yeah, Fighter man, because it's, it's, I've I've yeah. fallen off and I should jump back onto it because I back in the day I used to be a really big fan of that show. Same man. Like I watched every season. Bef- I mean, there were a few that I didn't watch, like the one last the, the last one I didn't really watch. Actually, I did watch it. I'm sorry, but um, probably if I if I off the top of my head, probably the worst Ultimate Fighter that I watched was. Probably the live one. Do you remember the live one? Yeah. Where they, where they I, tried to I make it straight up live. Who won that season? I fucking forgot. I, I forgot too, but I liked the idea in a way. Yeah. Um, that was, I think they just that didn't was. didn't do it right. Well, you know, it was the first time doing it. And I kind of feel like they were getting some of the bugs out. If I remember it because it was also John Annick's first year with the company john annick's first year with the yeah, ufc yeah, yeah, and yeah. he was sort of kind of the the ring announcer at the time and i remember you could tell he was he was still trying to get his feet wet as well you couldn't tell if he had any passion for the sport at the time mm-hmm. he didn't show any personality no excitement during those fights so Dude. i'm trying to remember that's who coached that season as I well i know it i know oh. it's uh, i looked it up it's faber versus cruz and check yeah. out the check out the names. Check out the names that were on this season: Sam Cecilia, right. Miles Jury, James mm. Vick, Vince Pichon, mm. okay, uh, Al Iaquinta. Mm. Darren, he was on that show. Oh, yeah, wow. Darren Crookshank, Joe Proctor, Michael Chiesa, who ended up winning. Um, yes, yes. Andy Ogle, Jordan Rinaldi, John Tuck. Oh my gosh! Remember him? So those are some, those are some. Those are some pretty decent. Oh, and James Krause, dude. Oh those God. are some pretty decent mid card to dude. Uh, those guys near near upper tier names like yeah, I Iakinta fought for the title. Yeah, Drew. You know, Drew Dober. He's like on a tear right now. Well, not really. Um, but yeah, remember John Tuck? Oh my God, that's I haven't heard that name in a minute, dude. He's remember he's the Guam dude that always used to come in as a Super Saiyan. Anyway, I think he was training at the lab at the time. Okay. Okay. Um, but damn. That was, you know, that was probably a good fucking, a good season, man. They just, I just didn't like the live thing. It just, it was weird. Do you feel it killed the momentum of the episode? Because it was it weird, did, yeah. right? Because you because, had to stop. Like, Yeah, it, you had this, you had the recorded sessions of them training, of them living in the house. Yeah. And then they would shoot to the, to the live fight. And then the vibe of it was just a little weird. Yeah, yeah. it's almost like you change. It's almost like you change the channel and watch the completely different show. Yeah. So it didn't have a flow into the episode. I like the idea, but if they could fix that, where it seemed like the recorded material flowed into the live footage, yeah, then I think that would have came that off better. That would have been cool. Yeah. But did you yeah, see- you're right. You're right. It, it did have a stuttered it did, effect. Man. It it felt weird. It and felt poor, weird. Poor Anik, like he had to just kind of like I, that was probably good for him, but he pretty much had to free ball a lot of that shit, man. No, you're right. You're right. Um, did you hear? Did you see? Uh, did you hear about that show that Craig Jones has? Craig Jones has a show. I think it's called WNO. You know that that jujitsu promotion WNO one, yeah, or something like that. Uh, anyway, who's number one? Who's number one? Yes, 
apparently they have a reality show. It's just like the 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 Ultimate Fighter. Oh, and I think okay. these grapplers compete for a spot on that show or something like that. And Craig Jones, you know Craig Jones is funny. Yeah, yeah, he's a funny guy. Um, he put out and, this post. Top notch grappler. Top notch. He put grappler. out this post uh, today when I was walking my dog. And it was of Brian Ortega, who's fighting this weekend. He was talking about how he didn't, he was just like, he kept watching over and over again how Volkanovsky got out of his best moves. And mm. what fucking Craig Jones did was he was trying to promote his like, his fucking, you know, his like tutorials. I think it's like Mexican. Ground karate. Or Mexican, Mexican something. And then Mexican <laughs> ground karate, the B team jujitsu in Austin, Texas. Yeah, he put a, he Pretty much put a, a picture on the side while uh, Brian Ortega is talking about like, how the hell did he get out? And then it just said 15% off fucking Mexican ground karate. <laughs> he said, <laughs> <laughs> so he's just like, this is how he got. Cause you know, uh, Craig Jones and Volkanovsky are, are homies, I guess. I guess so. I yeah, guess training so. Partners. I think oh, that's that makes his, sense. That's his uh, jujitsu coach. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> anyway. I thought you were just saying that because they're both from Australia. No, they actually, they were on the <laughs> Ultimate Fighter together. Uh, that He was one of his coaches during that season. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. That's, you know, that's kind of interesting. Um, I never knew that Craig Jones Craig helped Jones. teach some MMA dude, guys. Craig because Jones sometimes coming up, dude. Because sometimes that professional grappling vibe doesn't oh, yeah. feed it doesn't, into, it doesn't rub feed into M- MMA uh, grappling vibe very well. Yeah. I, I would love to see... I mean, it's totally different, but T-City versus Craig Jones. I know it's a different weight class, too, but that would be a great jiu-jitsu match. Uh, let but, me see. Okay, so I'll look, I should look into that. Yeah, that kind of reminds it. me That kind of reminds me a little bit of years, years ago. I don't know if I remember this, but Lloyd Irving yeah. tried to do an online reality. I remember that. Uh, a, uh, what do you call it? Reality jiu-jitsu show. <laughs> Later, and always pissed and me then off. The, and the, and the prize, like, the prize at the end was that you got to face Keenan Cornelius back when Keenan Cornelius whoa. was Lloyd Irving's student, like he was his brown belt. Um, but I heard it was terrible. I heard it was like a schmoz. Yeah. And like it was a, end, it was a pyramid scheme too. I think so too. <laughs> I always, I like I was saying, I I always got pissed off every time Lloyd Irving said Kimura. Why? How would he say it? He would. He, uh, there was this tutorial I was watching on YouTube, and he was like, "All right, so you're gonna step over and get the Kimura," and I'm just like, <laughs> "God damn it, say Kimura!" Do you think is he from the south? He is, I think. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe I don't know. That would like, excuse. Maybe because remember Lloyd Irvin, he started his gym in wasn't it like Southern Cali, and then it ended up being he he ended up. Teaming and up with Cruz and all them, right? Yeah, yeah. What is that? Okay, interesting. Fuck, I totally forgot. <laughs> I totally forgot. We're sucky. With it was like years names. ago. Anyway, years ago, it was years ago too. So that was not a recent thing. Can I ask? Oh, you? so yo, what's up? So, what was that? What were we talking about? Like yesterday, you you said you were we were gonna go talk about something. Let me go oh, we should leave that for the news. Okay, section, yeah, we'll leave it for the news section. All right. Yeah. So let's talk about for- let's talk about the uh, the fights that were this past weekend. Yeah. So real talk, uh, because I was coaching at West Coast Elite. Yeah. I only was able to watch the main event and the co-main event. Yeah. No worries. I I pretty much watched the entire card, so I can fill in some gaps there. 
All right, so let's start with the yeah. It's UFC on ESPN 39. Yeah. Lead us through it. Lead us through it. So the main event was Mr. Rafael Fazi versus Rafael Dos Anjos. Ah, he almost said Raphael. <laughs> Ninja Turtle. Um, what do you think about this fight? I think. Did we both? I think we both called it for Fazeev. Yeah, we did. Right. I thought that he was going to knock him out earlier. Mm, mm. But um, Dos Santos, he actually looked pretty damn good. I mean, like for for being an older guy and uh, for for going up a weight class and coming back down, he looked pretty damn good. I I mentioned that he changed camps, and I thought he went to uh, ATT, but he actually went to Novo Union because I I did see. Um, Penaneris over there in his corner. Uh, Rafael Vaziv, did you see that fucking right kick to the body? Like there's he's been you. That is how you score against southpaw strikers, dude. You have to set up that right kick. You go to the body, and Vaziv was super disciplined with it. Did you see how fast he could flick it up there, though? I mean, the guy's a coach over at his at his I camp, know, dude. <laughs> like his, like you want to learn. Some technique. Look at that guy, man. He's I mean, he's about five foot nine. They're both about five foot nine, but his technique, his Muay Thai technique is just wow. And Fazeev has been able to take his Muay Thai technique and adapt it to the mixed martial arts rhythm. Because if not you, a lot of yeah, Muay Thai fighters can do that very well. Did you see that when he when Fazeev was throwing those kicks, Rafael uh, Dos Anjos, he would try to kind of smother and clinch. And even go for a takedown. But if you notice, Fazeev had some really good takedown defense as oh, well. Oh, his takedown defense oh, yeah. was excellent. It was. His, I think, didn't I also see them throw up the stats? His takedown defense was something in the high 90s. Yes. Or I think he only who... got taken down once or twice, and, and he popped right back up if he did. Mm. And mm. that that just shows you that. You know, Dos Angeles still has it. Is he still championship material or did, was this going to lead to a title run? I don't think so. I think this kind of slows down his trajectory. Uh, and I agree with that. And who knows if he even has another run in him, but it's going to take a while if, if he can't beat the number 10 guy. That's got to put him down in the rankings. They might even swap rankings. And uh, Dos Angeles, I think he should probably be fighting out the rest of his contract and just getting bigger, maybe legacy fights at this point. Fazeev, maybe, who's he fight next? He's calling for a top five guy. Not sure if he can hang with, say, like a Gamrot or with like a Sarukian or with a, or with a Dustin Poirier or, or with a Charlie Oliveira. Who knows? It would be very interesting to see if he could go up against a stronger wrestler type. That's a good point. Because you know, Rafael does have takedowns, but he's not really yeah. a wrestler like that. So I'm wondering if there's someone higher in the rankings at 155 that has a stronger wrestling pedigree. And I'd be curious to see what Fazeev does against that. But, but before we move on to that a little bit, I do want to ask, there, the stoppage happened in the fifth round. Mm, yes. Was that a good stoppage? You know, after watching it a few times, it did seem like Dos Anjos went glassy-eyed after taking one of the shots on the floor. Like, he did get caught. He went down. He had his wits about him. But once Fazeev hit him with one or two of those shots, I did see Dos Anjos' face kind of, like, give out where 
like his mm. eyes were out or his eyes were rolled back and you know he wasn't defending himself he was getting hit but i think it was a good stoppage okay i think that's fair yeah. i think rafael dos santos was had the unfortunate luck of having a referee that was paying really close attention to him yeah yeah does that make sense yeah. we've seen we've seen those flash knockouts where the guys obviously out but then he comes back too and the fight continues. And this referee was just kind of right on it. Yeah. As soon as he saw Dos Anjos go out, he just jumped right in. And Dos Anjos might have a case where, like, he was in my guard and I was still there. But he did look a bit wobbly on his way up yeah. when the fight was broken up. So I agree. I think it was a good stoppage. I think Dos Anjos, maybe he has a right to complain, but it's also the nature of the sport. You just can't let yourself get caught like that. Yeah. Who, who does Fazi fight next is my question because one of the weird scenarios that I was playing in my brain was like, man, he's a shorter lightweight and he's going to have a lot of trouble against, you know, the six foot tall guys that are much bigger and strong, maybe not stronger, but... Um, this would be actually be a good fight for, like, you know, a good fight would be Fazee versus Volkanovski. What do you think? Oh, if Volkanovski goes up to lightweight? Yeah, yeah, just for, like, a test run and whatnot. I feel like... That'd be very interesting because... Right? it would Because Fazee is, like, an intellectual striker. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see how he tries to solve Volkanovski, Volkanovski's different type of striking approach yeah, you know that different weird that weird rhythm that's yeah. and also the speed you know Volkanovsky's speed that, that would be interesting interesting I don't know I mean that would be completely fantasy world because oh, yeah. Volkanovsky if he moves up yeah. in weight he'd want to fight a, he'd want yeah he'd want a big money fight and yeah. physique's not at that level He's yet agreed what about that Komen for Troisen Versus Kayo. I'm just going to call him Kayo because yeah. I keep fucking up his last name. <laughs> Bohalio. 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 Queso Berea Taco. Well, number one, I never found out if Petrosian is related, related to they that look boxer. exactly the same, dude. <laughs> but I'll tell you this much. He has about as much grappling as that <laughs> boxer does because yes. Kayo just made his money getting takedowns and... I here's I'll give credit to Kyle. He knew where he was strong and yeah. he kept going for it. For sure. I think where Petrosian really lost the fight was in the beginning of the first round when Kyle threw some pretty explosive strikes mm -hmm. that didn't really hurt Petrosian, but I think it it shook <laughs> him mentally a little bit. It took yeah, him out of did. his. It really did. It took his confidence away, and he became a little shy in the in the striking exchanges. Yeah. And from then on, Kyle was able to just basically leg dive and throw as many blast double leg takedowns as he wanted yeah, for real. and was able to land them and get control on the ground. What'd you think? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was just one of those like lay and pray, almost like a lay and pray break, uh, kind of like a lay and pray game plan. I mean, he, uh, he knew he had the size and the strength. <laughs> yeah. Because I would have liked to see Kyle strike a little bit more, but you know, Good on him. He's he's or on the get the finish right on the ground, right? What yeah, he is. What is that? Like a five fight win streak yeah, he's or whatnot? Because Petrosian was on a three fight win streak of some sort yeah. until this one. So that's too bad. But if everyone's going to keep talking about how if he's related to Giorgio 
then he's not a oh, yeah. memorable fucking dude. You know? Oh, not the boxer, the kickboxer. You're right, That's, Giorgio yeah. Prasciorgi. Yeah. I don't think he's related. Okay, I wish he was because you need to learn. What about my boy Saeed Nurmagomedov and uh, Douglas De Silva and Well, that that one I didn't watch. So you got to okay, tell me how that went. Saeed was. It was a re- it was a really really good back and forth fight. Douglas De Silva Andrade is a tank. I think he just he was just a step behind on on the speed, and Saeed was trying to take him down. Was trying to take De Silva down. De Silva is just such a fucking monster, and he he he's built like an eraser. You can't fucking put him on his side. <laughs> Nothing, dude. Built like an eraser. Yeah, dude. So you can't even put him. You couldn't put him flat, which was crazy, but um. Saeed did really good at just dominating with with volume. Um, so that was a really good fight. He has a really bright future. Uh, his striking was kind of un- unconventional. Like he was throwing a lot of spinning attacks and a lot of like jumping this, jumping that. But that's just who that's just who he is. Very different from the Nurmagomedov that we know. Didn't see Khabib in his corner. Probably from a different province, but. Uh, the the commentators were like, "Is Nurmagomedov like Silva in in Brazil, where there's just hella Nurmagomedov?" Like <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, Chase Sherman knocks out Jared Vanderov. That was a good fight. Uh, oh, that's interesting because I remember we used to talk about Chase Sherman. Yeah, because he was down to weight first, class. Oh yeah, because when he first came on the scene, he he was started at heavyweight, right? Yeah. And okay. Mind you, this, you know, I think he was fighting for his job at this point. Came out with a good win. That was probably one of the more eventful fights of the card. Um, our boy, our Filipino brethren, Ricky Tertios, didn't do enough to to beat Faraz Zahabi's brother. He just didn't have the volume. He, I felt like he came in a little too cocky as well. Uh, Jamie Malarkey against Michael Johnson. That was probably- oh, you know what? I was able to watch this one a little yeah, bit I, in I the waiting like, room. I feel like Michael fight. Johnson got. I think I think Michael Johnson won that fight too. Yeah. It was a good fight. It was highly really competitive. They each of them knocked each other down in the first round. Yeah, yeah. But I, I thought like Michael Johnson. I thought Michael Johnson won shots, that. Right? I thought Michael Johnson Johnson won that round too. Yeah. yeah it. I. I <laughs> yeah. I don't know what exactly happened with that one. Yeah. I think. I think it was kind of a robbery as well. Yeah. Uh, other than that. <sighs> yeah. I think oh, f- how did how did your girl Antonina Shevchenko do? She did all right. Like I felt like she um she definitely she took I think she got lucky in this one because Courtney Casey was I think she got caught early where she I think she intended to strike but she got caught early and Courtney Casey did, you know she resorted to trying to grapple which worked but it just, it was too late. It was just mm. way too late and way too, too late in the fight. And I felt like Courtney Casey picked it up towards the end of the, towards the end of the fight. And um, that, that warranted kind of like the, almost like she, she almost thought that she won because I think she, she thought she had a little bit more volume, but it was, you know, two, one. Uh, Shevchenko has a lot to, to work on. Like, I feel like she, she just stands a little bit way too high. Like her hands are way too high. Um, and she's, you know, that what's the, what's the, uh, the term when you're, when you kind of step forward with your knee and then you, you start throwing your combos in Muay Thai. What's the, what's the word for that? Well, some different, uh, what do you call it? But it's like a marching check, yeah, marching a march, knee. Yeah. 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 Marching knee. She was trying to do that. I, th- I felt like 
Antonina just needed to just change it up. Like she just needed to switch stances a little bit more. And I think she would have been able to get in a little bit closer. And she could have got a finish, but you know, yeah, I think so because Corny Casey was, she was like, she almost felt like a wounded dog where it was just like, she got caught too early and she was kind of scared to throw because of the power. But I mean, again, I think Shevchenko, the Shevchenkos in general, they need to start working a little bit more on their grappling. Well, Valentina, you know, Antonina's sister is yeah. much she's better excellent. at grappling now. She's she's gotten so much better. I mean, yeah. her last pers- her performance notwithstanding, no. she she has shown great improvement. But Agreed. Antonina has never really shown that no. el- elevation in her ground game. But can I ask you a quick question? Yeah. I always thought that Antonina was Valentina's younger sister. She's the is older Antonita one. older? She's the older one, yeah. You're shitting me. I know. She looks like the All this one. time, I thought Ant- I thought Valentina was the older sister. No. Because Valentina's much better, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, you know, wow. that, you know, that's weird that how it works. That almost blew my mind when I did that. That's, that's weird shit. how it works because most of the, like, Travis, for example, he's younger than I am, but I feel like he's older because he has so much jujitsu experience. So it's like, it feels like he's older. <laughs> okay. Well, let's see. Learn something new every week. Yeah. Other than that, okay. the okay. rest of the fights were okay, but let's move on to uh, this weekend's fight card, which is a huge one because yeah. T-City always delivers, I think, and Yair it's always also, delivers. It's on uh, ABC. That's so what's free, crazy, guys. Free TV, guys. Long Island, New York. It's in New York. Yeah, it's in New York. And uh, this card is actually pretty stacked, man. Uh, Brian Ortega versus Yair Rodriguez. Who you got in this fight? I'm going to go with Brian Ortega. And the reason why is, although, here's why. So Yair Rodriguez has got dynamic striking, but most of his striking, well, his dynamism, if you want to call it, comes from his aerial attack with his kicks, which are super fast, super powerful. And he's actually has gotten better with his boxing, mm-hmm. he's added a few tricks to his his um, boxing attack. But I think fundamentally in the boxing, Brian Ortega is better. And Yeager has struggled against people with a disciplined punching attack. Yeah. And plus, Brian Ortega does have the grappling that he could always attack with. And, you know, Brian Ortega, no doubt, is a superior grappler. Than yeah. Yari Rodriguez. Now, if he could get the takedown, that's that's a different story. But I think Brian Ortega has enough in the bag where he has just a little bit too much for Yari, uh, especially since Brian Ortega also has more maybe five round experience yeah. than Yair does. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I agree. I think Brian Ortega has also fought the the better opposition. I mean, even though they share uh losses with Max. I feel like Brian Ortega fighting no for the shame title. In that. Yeah. No shame in that. <laughs> he fought for the title there. Then he fought the, for the title with uh, Volkanovski. He's also fought Cub Squanson. He's fought... I just felt feel like he just has the better resume. He, he even submitted Clay Guido and no one could submit Clay, Clay Guido. But um, Yair just better find a way to keep that range. The way that Volkanovski and Max have have been able to keep Brian Ortega away. I think that's his key to victory. But if Brian Ortega gets in and he starts freaking clinching and he starts getting his hands on him or even any overhook, underhook, any of that stuff, he's fucked. So I say Brian Ortega wins as well. I think he submits him, honestly. 
he gets him in some, some, some. I say it's the guillotine. There you Probably, go. Probably, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, you're not going too far off the bridge with that prediction because, like, Brian Ortega's guillotine is lethal. I mean, he's had a number of guillotine submissions yeah. in his career, at least in the UFC. Yeah, I think you, I think you're calling it right. And yeah. I, I would, I'll go. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna be controversial. I'm gonna agree with you. I nice. think Brian Ortega like mix it up with the hands first to get inside of Yair's kicks, and then might be so confident, might even just jump a guillotine. Hey, he can. He has long arms, man. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Yair, yeah, the key for Yair is to keep it a distance fight, keeping at kicking distance. Use those long legs. Yeah. Keep it with front kicks, push kicks, side kicks. Try to limit the use of some of the spinning kicks. Just use this maybe one spin kick around. There you go. Um, just to save energy because the spin kicks are fantastic to watch, but they take up a lot of energy to execute. And you just gotta you gotta have something in reserve, especially if you're planning to go for five rounds. Yeah. And if you're missing skip, uh, spin kicks, you just look like the video game. You're just jamming buttons. Oh, it's spamming. Right. Spam. X, Y, X, Y, X, Y. <laughs> How about that co-main? Uh, Lemos oh, versus Michelle Watterson. Oh, man. Oh, man. I think, <laughs> yeah, you were both thinking the same thing. Lemos, her finishing rate um, with TKOs is pretty That's insane. Pretty good, right? For, especially for a strawweight <laughs> fighter. Yeah. It's very rare to have someone who fights at that light of a weight to have that much power. And and Michelle Watterson, you know, she made her name as a dynamic striker in MMA. Yeah. Uh, when she first started in in her career, but I've always contended that strawweight is because I I've always contend is she she's fighting at strawweight, right? This is that strawweight should be okay. Yeah, that strawweight. Yeah, okay, so, yeah, I think this is. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying it, but I think this is too heavy a weight class for her. Oh, and she's um, and she, yeah, she, and but you know they don't have that in the UFC. Yeah. So, and I don't think she's as fast as she used to be okay. with her striking, and I don't think her grappling is as strong as it needs to be to nullify someone who's as strong and as explosive as Amanda Lemos is. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with Amanda on this oh, one shit. by by sheer. But I'm gonna say TKO in the second. Whoa! I'm gonna say TKO in the second. It's been a while. It's been a while. The since. strength. I think it's yeah. just the strength differential. I think is gonna be too much for Michelle. Yeah, she's also coming off a loss to uh, Jessica Andrade. Remember she got arm triangle standing. Remember that? Yes. That oh my. Yeah, that wasn't too long ago. That's yeah. right. And but Andrade is super strong yeah, she's as super well. Strong. Michelle doesn't have that. Michelle Watterson does not have the, what Andrade has yeah. for that. So I feel, I feel like this is going to be like a passing of the guard as well. Like, who knows? Does Michelle Watterson retire after this? Who knows? Because we've been talking about retiring. There've been a ton late. of those. Been a time. Yeah. So this, I say she retires if she loses. But I think Amanda Lemos, Lemos. I don't. Know, I forgot who, how they say it, but I think she's kind of on a, a vendetta where, you know, she. She, I'm sure she trained really hard for this. I follow Michelle Watterson on her Instagram, and you know she she comes from a great camp and all. But I feel like Amanda's probably going to have a. She's just going to be a little bit more hungry, and I think she's going to have more skills 
So I, I say Amanda Lemos, uh, I say she just, I think it's just going to be domination for a UD. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, she, you, you might be right with that in the sense that Michelle Watterson is a savvy veteran. Yeah. So she'll probably know how to stay out of trouble. Yeah, unless using she knocks her, her smarts. Out. Like, like, yeah. you know. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, she has the technique to do it and she's done it before, but Michelle just doesn't have the strength, I think, to affect Amanda that way. And if Michelle does retire, that's going to be so sad because if you wanted to, I know, like, I tease you about saying this all the time about <laughs> certain female fighters. But if you want to talk about fighters who are dime pieces, Michelle Watterson yeah, is upper level she's echelon. And she has stayed that way in her entire fight career. Asian, oh, Asian my blood, goodness. Dude. She's amazing. She is just, yeah, she's incredible. Okay, sorry. I'm just lost in my thoughts about her now. Anyway, let's She can go on. to OnlyFans. So Come on, Michelle. <laughs> She's a mom. How I dare know, you, Sean? No, but there's no she more. She's a mom and a, a wife. How dare you? Just a heads up, though. <laughs> they they outlawed uh, the pornographic material on uh, OnlyFans. Don't know. Don't ask how. I oh, know. have they have they really done that? They they actually done away with. I heard the uh, rumor. I heard the yeah. rumor. From what I heard, they're they're doing away with porn and like penetration. You can still show your you know your stuff, but there's no more. Penetration from what? Oh, I so you can't show yourself banging anybody? No, not anymore. Okay. Um, now, what if you're doing a jujitsu video with somebody, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, oh no, my rash guard came off, and oh, I, my spat came down. Oh. I think uh, the majority of the video has to be jujitsu, <laughs> and oh, okay. like the last five minutes has to be penetration. Okay. I'm just asking. I'm just asking for a friend. Yeah. Anyway. How so about, who else are you looking forward to on this card? Uh, Matt Schnell versus Sumadarji. I've been following Sumadarji for a while. He's one of those really uh, deep mainland China people. He showed a lot of promise. Uh, Matt Schnell, former uh, CSA alumni here in the Bay Area. Uh, I was actually when I was in the pot, the weed business, we were supposed to sponsor him um, back in the day, but. Uh, Hopeful, hopeful for the. I, I think this is probably going to be uh, one of the fights of the night. Hopeful that Matt Schnell wins, but I'm going with Sumadarji just because of his uh, power. What do you think of Lee Jingliang versus Muslim Salikov? I think this is Lee's fight back from a long layoff. So, you know, there's a lot of people that are rooting for Lee for some reason. He's a heavy hitter, isn't he? He is. I think this is at welterweight as well, but. Uh, Muslims a little bit relatively unknown, so uh, I think I don't know, man. Salikov, that almost sounds Russian. Uh, <laughs> you know, we know where where Sha- where Sean's loyalties lie in the MMA world. His, what if you about, have an OV in your name, last name. How about uh, get so enamored? How about a uh, Muslim's nickname is King of Kung Fu? I love oh, that. This would be dope if it turns into a kung fu. That's fight. what I'm saying. I love that. So, yeah, I'm excited to watch that. I'm going I'm excited with to Muslim watch that. Salikov because I'm going to go with Li Jinglang <laughs> because that's the motherland of kung yeah, fu. Yeah, dude. So come on, let's all go. Right, let's all right, go. All right. uh, another one I'm excited for: Shane Burgos versus Charles Jordan. Charles Jordan always shows out. Uh, if you let, watch he's a fun match, fighter. He's a fun fighter. Uh, Super Shane fun Burgos fighter. Also, remember he was the one that had that late reaction from getting hit by. 
God, it's already fucking by Barbosa. Yes, good job, man. Yes, and then we got beautiful Misha Tate versus uh, Lauren Murphy. Man, Misha Tate's talking a lot of shit. She is talking a lot of shit. And She's she talking a fucking, lot of shit. She better fucking do something, bro. She has to show out because she says she wants a title fight after this. That's what I'm saying. She says that she wants this to be her like marquee win. It's like, dude, okay. Can she do it against Lauren Murphy? Against Lauren Murphy? I think she can because Lauren Murphy has shown that um, she's not really good at getting smothered, and Misha Tate's one of those smothering fighters. So we'll see. Like Lauren Murphy's striking is not good at all. Sorry, but uh, Misha Tate's is decent enough to get into the clinch. So we'll see what happens there and turn it into kind of like a wrestling match. Yeah. And All right. we got Puna Soriano on the undercard. Who else? Jack Shore. Always always excited about Jack Shore. He's fighting uh, Ricky Simone. I say Jack Shore takes that. He is undefeated. And um, then we got our girl Jessica Pena versus yeah. Emily DeCoach. Pena, not Pena. Pena, sorry. <laughs> sorry again to the champ, Jessica Pena. She hasn't fought <laughs> Jessica in a minute either. When's the... I know that I her, can't remember. I can't remember the last time she fought. Well, either. her a few of her fights fell off. If you remember, uh, there was like one or two that fell off in the last two years. Or uh, oh, last okay. Year. Oh, we got to talk about falling off fights in the news section yeah. too when we get there. So okay, I'm hoping, I'm but exciting. Fights and she wins. Okay. 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 Well, they do it. Exciting. Exciting. Wasn't card. there? Wasn't there a rumor that Jessica Penny was fucking with Dana White? Is that a true fucking rumor? I haven't heard that rumor. That was a while back, too. Oh, okay. And when we get into the news section, let, let's talk a little bit about that. Well, um, that we old, might as well talk thing. news now. Okay. Well, before we get into the news, then let's give my. I'm going to give myself a shut up white belt <laughs> award for <laughs> missing the majority of ESPN 39. Okay. Even though I was at a fight event, I was coaching. I could have taken some time on Sunday to watch all the fights, but I was too exhausted. I did not do my research. I was only <laughs> able to watch the main event in Kohamet. So my opinions don't matter in MMA for the week. So shut up, White Belt Carlo. <laughs> I'll give my shut up, White Belt thing uh, to Sean for uh, saying that Ricky Tercios, our Filipino brethren, was going to beat the shit out of uh, uh, Faraz Zahabi's brother. When he got dominated. So <laughs> shut up, White Belt, Sean. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go to the news section. So you were, you were, this is old news, but you were asking like whether there was a rumor that Jessica Penny yeah, there, was is that true? fucking with Dana White. Well, let me tell you this story. Um, this is back when uh, Colby Covington was starting to put on his new persona, mm. his troll persona, okay. where he's trying to fuck with everybody. So, he was with somebody and they, uh, Colby Covington is, I forgot which casino. He's going through a, a casino and he's looking for Dana White. So it's him and his buddy who's recording him on his phone. Oh, and God. so they go to the blackjack section of the casino and not just the regular blackjack set, section, the high roller section. So, you know, you've, got, you've been through every casino oh, in yeah. Vegas, right? So you know there's like this high roller section where like the minimum buy-in is like 10000 a hand or something like that. So he's there. He's, he's there basically looking for Dana White and he's basically going to troll him because he wants a fight. I forgot who he wanted to fight at the time. This was years ago. Uh, and so he finds Dana 
at this blackjack table in Vegas. Hey, Dana, haven't you, you haven't returned my calls, da, 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 da. But there's Dana White sitting at a blackjack mm. table with a woman who's not his wife. <laughs> and you see this woman, she sees the camera phone and she covers her face and she immediately uh, ducks out of sitting next to Dana White. And Dana's telling Colby, put the fucking phone away, put the fucking camera away. And that's Colby, Colby does shut the phone off, but we never, we never find out like what happened afterwards. Who was the girl? <laughs> I have no idea. It's Jessica I have no idea. <laughs> and I think if you dig in deep enough, you could probably find a video somewhere of it because it's out there. <laughs> this is years ago. This is years ago um, at the beginning of Colby Covington's rise in terms of his uh, media persona. So anyway, I'm just putting that out there. I'm not saying it's true or not. I'm not saying it's real, but dig deep enough. I think you might be able to find something. So there's that. So speaking of Dana White news, he hit, he made the news past couple of days for um, weird ass reason. He gave a YouTuber a birthday present. This guy, this YouTuber, don't even know his name. Um, they're not MMA guys. They don't train in MMA. They don't fight in MMA. Uh, they're not a part of the company. But for this guy's birthday, uh, Dana White gave him $225,000 in cash. And it made news because <laughs> fighters were like, huh, I never got a birthday present from Dana yeah. White. <laughs> and they're like employees. In their place. Now, I'm going to say, I'm going to put this, uh, say this as an aside that Dana White's very rich. He, for his, with his personal money, he can do whatever the fuck he wants with his own personal money. If he wants to buy his kid a $5 million, whatever, he's allowed to do that. But I'm just going to say that the gesture came across as pretty tone deaf. (laughs) <laughs> if I can say so myself, I think it was a pretty tone deaf gesture considering that some of your fighters, they go broke after uh, going through training camps and having to uh, pay out their trainers, pay out their training partners yeah. and then make it make it out to these fights. So I'm just going to put that out there. What would you think? <laughs> uh, I think there's a lot of like fuckery going around. I mean, there's also... You know, those those bets that Drake made and whatnot because he's part. I feel like this is, I, I feel like this is, I think people are taking this out of context. I don't think. That, okay. I don't, okay. I honestly Fair enough. don't Fair think enough. that he gave the Nelk boys 250K. I think it's just like a, I feel like it's just kind of like a, one of those, one of those things, those social media things or one of you those. You think it was kind of like a stunt? Yeah. That, because. Like, was coordinated with the Nelk boys? Look, Dana White is a fucking, you know, he. Say what you want about Dana White, but he's he's just not going to give someone two hundred fifty thousand dollars, especially those young guys. Like, the, there's there's more to it in the story. So, so that, there's something there's something going yeah, on there. Like, like maybe there was like a company there's some sort of promotion. The yeah, there's something. some some sort interesting, of promotion. And, interesting. You know, those okay. Nelk boys, the Nelk boys, like they're they're coming up right now. Like they're they're all over the place. They're at every event. They're 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 super young. So it's just like it almost feels like a it just feels like a play, you know. Mm, I feel like okay. Dana's just trying I like to stay that. relevant, you know. I think I like I like that perspective. That's something I didn't really think about, yeah. to be quite honest. Uh, but I think also being involved in something like that still comes across as a little tone oh, deaf totally. to me. Yeah, <laughs> a little tone deaf to me because if you really wanted to, 
perhaps he could have let Dana White could have leveraged his position to try to get whoever company is working on this like stunt to kind of do something for his fighters as well. You know what I mean? So I I don't know. Maybe I'm just being uh, naive. Maybe just being a little too, uh, um, what's the word? Uh, maybe that's too ambitious to think, yeah. or maybe too hopeful. Did you did you uh, hear this uh, this headline here? There was a there was a headline saying UFC champ Davison Figueredo um, airs grievances with his former manager. There was that he was managed under that dude Walid Ishmael. You know that? Uh, yeah, yeah. The the jujitsu. Uh, yeah, and he uh, uh, player. Yeah, he ended up. I, you know that dude Ishmael has his own fight promotion where he kind of feeds people into the UFC, especially the okay. Brazilian scene. Okay. Anyway, okay. so that was his manager, and he manages a few. Uh, uh, I think he also manages like a few other uh, fighters. But apparently now, Davison Figueredo is being managed by Uriah Faber's company. Uh, because, oh, interesting. And one of the reasons why is because for his most recent fight back in January. When he beat Brandon Moreno, he only got 150k, which kind of sucks for uh, hmm. a UFC champion, right? That so, seems a little low. It does. That seems right? a little like, bit on the low where's side. The, where's the 250 at? Right? Yeah, that <laughs> seems a little low. Even though they're in the lower weight classes, though, yeah. but I think that that still sounds a little lower than what other yeah. fighters have gotten for and, that same time. And this is what's causing the uh, the the interim fight between Moreno and Kara France. So ah. that fight is going to be for an interim title because Yeah, I saw that. I was wondering about some that. issues with Davison. What's also crazy to me is that Davison is going to be managed by Uriah Faber, which is, you know, nothing nothing big about that, but he's got to be I mean, Uriah Faber has a lot of smaller guys and is that going to be conflict at all? You think? That I was I was thinking Especially I was actually think I was in my head. I actually joked that what he's setting up Davison to fight one of his own guys. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> in my head, I was just in my head. But and is is that weird? How I, if you join a if you join a management company like that, and you know that's what that's who else is on your roster. That is something you have to consider. I'd I'd, I'd imagine that's something that they've talked about. Yeah, and what about how how Figueredo trained with like Cejudo and and like how does that all work out? Yeah, how's that gonna uh, play? It to, wow, that sounds like a mess. It does sound like a mess. It almost sounds like a that sounds, sounds like, like old school like MMA ex, mess. Girlfriend mess or mess. Well, that sounds like an old school MMA mess in the sense that remember, like back in the old days, MMA fighters had to train at a number of different gyms yeah. to get their work, and now you end up like, oh, I may end up, I may end up having to fight this one guy that I used to do ten rounds of sparring with two years ago when yeah. I da 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 da. da. So that that sounds like a Wow, poor Davison. I mean, yeah. he should be like enjoying the fact that he was—he's a new champ, and now he's got to go through all this. And he's a—that's just too bad. He's a monster too, man. That fucking guy. He's oh a fucking man, beast. he could fight at thirty-five if he really wanted to. I don't know. He seems—he seems big. Yeah, he seems big at twenty-five. Hey, you know, um, just like a little history lesson for our listeners, Walid Ismail. The reason why he became really famous is because back in the day. He faced Hoist Gracie in a jujitsu match and choked him unconscious. He did with a clock choke. Oh, you don't know that about know that. Walid Ismail? That's no why he became a, famous. No wonder he's That's such the only an reason asshole. why he became famous. <laughs> That's the only reason why he became famous is that he faced 
Hoist Gracie in a gi jiu-jitsu match and uh, choked him unconscious with a clock choke. And from then on, then came a ton of his instructional videos. <laughs> How to choke <laughs> and, a Gracie. <laughs> and, and yeah, basically. And it, be- it became big news because especially to people who are new to jiu-jitsu, who are new to <laughs> MMA, they didn't know, oh, there are other jiu-jitsu players outside of the Gracie family. And Waleed became one of the big names out of that. What year was this? Come on. It was in the, I want to say, late 90s, early 2000s. Late 90s, early 2000s. And there's like grainy footage of it too. If you search deep, there's grainy footage of that match that you could find. I see it right now, actually. Yeah, and Hoist goes out. This was in fucking Rio. Yeah, it was in Brazil. Yeah. Oh yeah, God. and this was back in a time never too. Knew this dude, and this is back in a time too, where because of you know Hoyce's uh, exploits in the UFC, people are thinking, "Whoa, man! Like Hoyce must be untouchable and and whatnot." And dude, he, and while like, Ismail came on, I'm watching it right now, and Hoyce Gracie is much taller than fucking Walid Ismail. Yeah, and Wally Ismail also had a very marketable look because he had that pit bull face. And <laughs> so, oh, so let, let's continue on a little bit on the news. Yeah. Um, other news. I just saw him get Darren, out, by the way. Yeah, see, it happened that fast, right? <laughs> so, Darren Till has uh, fallen off of another card. This time, the card that was supposed to happen in London got pulled off of that due to injury. This is. Yeah. Like the fourth time in the past two years, I think, that he's had to be pulled off a car due to injury. And here's someone who was really, you know, he was kind of on a rise in the division. Uh, in he the was UFC. relevant too. He was very super relevant. relevant. He's a name that you had to contend with if you were thinking of being a top Walter White. Uh, he still had some holes in his game he had to think of, but he was still a gamer. And uh, he's going through it right now. Uh, And this is very sad for the guy. I still think he should go back to Welter. Was he trying to make this next one at middleweight? Yeah, because he was supposed to fight Jack Hermanson. Oh, that's right. Jack Hermanson. That's right. So he's, yeah. I felt like maybe he got lazy, you know, trying to make the weight. But in in Europe, he's a big deal, right? He's he's a famous dude. But yeah. As far as fighting goes, man, he hasn't fucking fought in forever for one. And I wonder if there's this thing that he has to re-examine. Him and his coaches have to re-examine their methodology. I um, agree with in that. terms of how he's training, but I don't know. Like, I'm we're just speculating. We're outsiders. Well, he's training with because with Hamzat, so it's that's like, got to be so unlucky. Just be so to be injured that many times. Well, look at because I remember what about Khabib. He got well. Remember, well, remember American. Kickboxing Academy, aka a bunch of their fighters, the top of their top tier guys, would get injured a lot. And Dana White called them out on it. And actually, the coaches at AKA were like, Yeah, we have to re-examine what we're doing. We're getting hurt too much. Yeah, they were because they so, were shoot boxing. They were pretty much shoot box training over there. I think I think that was that had something to do with it. So who knows what's going on with Darren Till? Hopefully they figure it out because he's a fun fighter to watch. Yeah. Cause if they're not gonna bank on this dude. Like he's supposed to be Mr. Fucking Europe. It looks like Patty's going to be Mr. Europe. 
Yikes. Yikes. Patty's <laughs> ratchet. Patty's Patty's a great grappler, ratchet. but he's a ratchet for he's a ratchet ass personality. <laughs> and it, and it, those of you guys who don't know what I'm talking about, you'll laugh if I say that about this guy. Because if you see pictures of him, you're like, that guy's ratchet. Like, yeah. Listen to his interviews, listen to the way he talks. That guy's ratchet as fuck. He looks like one of my clients. <laughs> he looks like one of my clients. That's how fucking ratchet. Oh, the guy he looks. Who, owns, <laughs> who owns like a fucking rich ass house and shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. But that's that's crazy, man. So, yeah, so poor Darren Till. But hopefully, hopefully, shit turns around for him, man. How about Paige Van Zandt, dude? She's about to fight soon too. I think she has a oh, fight she, coming up in BKFC. Well, good for her. But is, she signed a uh, AEW pro wrestling contract, didn't she? She did. So did Valerie Lareda. <laughs> but she's <That's> uh, smart. <laughs> I, f- I think Valerie Lareda is going to WWE though. And another like big fight news, uh, Buakau. Oh uh, legendary god. Muay Thai fighter. Oh my god. Legendary K1. Did you see that? Fighter. Did I send that to contract. you? Oh no, you didn't send that to me. I found that out myself. I think I sent he, you a DM. He signed a he signed a contract with a oh bare knuckle god. fighting championship for bare knuckle boxing. Idea. He's not known for his his hands when he was uh, in the even in the peak of his K1 and Muay Thai career. Uh, he was not known for his punching. So I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. I want to watch it. I don't want to watch it. I gotta say, this is, like, this is they must have thrown him here. a lot of money, but they've all. But my friends have also pointed out that this also sets him up to be able to take as many steroids as he wants. Uh, you know what? <laughs> Why fucking not? <laughs> so we'll see. We will see. Bukow finally makes it to U.S. soil. Is that what the fucking what's gonna happen? I don't know. There's other ways that could have happened. <laughs> you just pay him enough. There's other ways they, that could have. Bare knuckle like, left way or uh, what? No, there's no way anywhere in the United States that's going to be legal. What about so. bare knuckle, bare knuckle fucking Muay Thai? So BMT FC. Well, that would have made more sense, but this one is just boxing. I so know. when I saw it, I saw it on Instagram. I was like, this, this is not real. Yeah, it just, it just, I don't know what's going on with it. I don't so we'll want to watch it. I will I watch pop- it, but I don't want to watch it. It, it's it's crazy. The guy can barely move nowadays, but if he's able to take out all the steroids as he wants his now. Kicks, his kicks aren't as fast as they used to be. None of ours are, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's None so of ours are. True. That's so I'm fucking Father true. Time's undefeated. Father Time's undefeated, motherfucker. Shit. So, yeah, man. Hey, so how's the rest of your week looking, bud? Uh, well, I go back to training tomorrow, today, tonight, actually. I haven't you feeling there. good? feel much better to the point where I can train and I, I wanted to stay away just for a little bit longer. Uh, yeah. To, be considerate. Just to be considerate. Partners. And I, you know, I chatted with uh, Travis over the weekend, uh, just yesterday because he referred some. So my, uh, this Saturday, hopefully I'll get this gig, but I don't know who Rose Gracie is, but she's trained. Oh yeah. Yeah. So she, she, she reached she used out. To- Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, yeah. Continue. So and she I'll tell reached you. out. She uh, she was referred to me by Travis. Uh, she needed some photography work done uh, over the weekend. So hopefully, I get this gig. I gave her my uh, my pricing sheet, and hopefully, she signs. Good a contract. luck, man. Good yeah. Luck. So apparently, she's she's going to be uh, putting out a few geese uh, under the the Gracie name, and I think okay. this weekend, Half is having a big uh, promotion over at his gym uh, for I guess his students and. Hopefully I'll be a part of that event. So hopefully that'll be this Saturday. 
Good luck, man. Thank you. Rose used to uh, run the Gracie Nationals. Oh, is she a so is remember she an that, actual rem- Gracie or is she married to one? No, she's a, she's an actual Gracie. Oh, nice. And she uh, remember um, so this is actually before you know nowadays we talk about like you know who's number one and we talk about uh-huh. EDI and this is even before Metamoris. But before all that, there used to be the Gracie Nationals, I remember that. which used to be uh, submission only, um, all submissions allowed. Uh, you could even slam your opponents. Oh, God. Uh, so she used to run that show down in L.A. Wow. Cool. I mean, who's, so, who's her dad? You know, I don't, I don't know. I try not to get too involved with like finding out who's who. Yeah, yeah because it, yeah, I don't want to get caught up in like, who's with that and why is that? And why does that person have so many wives? You know, yeah. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, um, we had a death in the family. So, oh, uh, I'm sorry. No, dude. it's okay. It's one of the matriarchs of our family. Grandma has, uh, rest in peace. Thank you for everything. Rest she, in peace. She was, uh, she was the, uh, the, the stop that every one of our family members, uh, when they immigrated here, she was the first one here in San Francisco. So, Oh wow! She, wow. Uh, whoever oh, came in stayed at her house, and she she was the gateway to uh, the American she's, dream over here. She's like the the West Coast Ellis Island for exactly your, for yes. your family. Yes. Oh man, that's beautiful. Hey, yeah. I'm sorry, sorry to hear that. Yeah, I mean, she didn't have any. Um, kids. My condolences. Thank you. So she didn't have any kids, so we were. All so you were her kids. We were all her kids. So that's 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 the cool thing. Other than that, uh, I've been super busy this week. Um, so I can't wait to show you guys what, what's been, what I've been doing. A lot of cool stuff that I've been doing, uh, over the yeah, weeks. Plug, plug your other podcast, man. Yeah. So don't forget to listen to, don't forget to subscribe to us, obviously. Um, and don't forget to subscribe to the other podcast, uh, the real estate media podcast. I was thinking about doing another one. We should probably do another one, Carlo. I think we could, uh, do another type of podcast as well that has to do with the same thing. So let's talk about that off air. Anyway, yeah, man. Um, don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Uh, Sean underscore PR underscore and yours, Carlo. I'm Hopkey one on Instagram and you'll be seeing some more photos of, uh, from this for this weekend. Cause I'll be coaching down at Santa Cruz yeah. for the point kickboxing event down there. What is that? The Santa Cruz, uh, Santa Cruz County Fairgrounds. No, 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 this isn't a development league. This one is just the uh, California uh, point. Uh, oh, this I is a, this if one. you yes. if you follow them on on uh, Instagram, they're called the Santa Cruz Fight Club. <laughs> yeah, but they also host. Uh, the, they also work with uh, the PKB of California. Are you guys? Are you guys fighting? Like you got it's guys uh, actually these aren't my students. These uh-huh. are students of one of my guys. Oh. he's actually coaching one of his boxers in Sacramento. So he asked me to fill in for him for Santa Cruz. So, uh, so busy weekend for um, amateur fighters. Good luck to your guys in California. Man. Thank you very much. So, so I'm basically I'm substitute coaching for Grind Ambition. Nice. So let's go, guys. Uh, don't forget to hit up Magala Jiu Jitsu here in the Mission uh, Fight Culture in Daly City, California. Omni Movement in Hercules and the Resistance in Pleasanton. I'm at Hopkido USA and Coljaldo Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in the Sunset District in San Francisco. And also, if you're in Oakland looking for some good training, hit up Pacific Ring hey, Sports. shout out to uh, freaking Mark Mayan, too. Haven't, what's up, brother? I haven't seen you in a long time. Me neither. I don't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
yeah, that's going to do it for us, guys. Don't forget to watch those fights. Don't bet on our fights because we're white belts. In the game. Yeah, I don't know what the odds mean, so whatever. <laughs> see you guys next week, and maybe Carlo might have a new, uh, some new dick. So we'll see what happens, guys. Take care. Stay safe. No STDs. Peace. Peace.